Welcome to Playtest. I'm Chris, your friendly neighborhood game master. This is the character creation episode for the Hard Space Hustle arc, Mechsuit Tussle. Joining me are Fuzzy, Dee, Lauren, and Kaylee. This is actually a bit of a crossover from my other podcast, Mobile Suit Fandom, a Gundam rewatch podcast. So this one will be a little different in that we'll actually have a focus. Vehicle combat. Vehicles with arms. Vehicles with arms and legs. Alright, let's get to it. Are you ready, IntroBot? Yeah. So, Kayla, you're playing the AI, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, the, the 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 weirdest uh, job you can pick because you don't function as a as a singular entity really, um, and, and it's all a little weird. So, when you're assigning your characteristics, it's easiest to think of those as the characteristics of your uh, drones, whatever um, avatars you use, rather than you because you're in the ship or you are the ship basically and so most of the time when you physically are doing something you'll be using the ship stats and your avatars will be using the stats we're about to go through um so so first thing we need to do for you is actually pick what what avatars did you pick did you pick the the ibots the uh human form or the the security drones i picked the human form okay uh, well, it does make it a little easier then. There's a there's also a human hanging around, human form robot. Uh, so yeah, th- these stats are going to be the stats of your your human form, um, more more than anything else. Uh, and boop, boop. Uh, so you're gonna you you have one stat that's a D10 of those those six on the left there. Um, and then two are D4s, and the rest are D6s. So you're really good at one of those, uh, and you're, you're kind of bad at two of them, and the rest you're mediocre at. Um, the, the, the difference is the bottom three are your outcomes, so that's damage, uh, persuasion, and effectiveness. Um, damage is hurting things, uh, persuasion is convincing people, and effectiveness is basically anything technical, like repairing or medical or... A building stuff like that, uh, and that will help you. So the the way to think about it is the first three are how often you succeed at things, and the the bottom three are how well you do when you succeed, or how bad it, how good, how how much you can mitigate failure. Uh, also, so you pick one of those to put at, at a D ten is the easiest place to start. Like, what's your what are you best at? I'm gonna put it at charm. Charm, very charming robot. Uh, and then you pick two of them that are at a D4. Uh, I'm going to go with fitness and damage. Okay. So you're, you're, which, which fits for the, the, the human form because it's not meant, it's, it's pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? Not frail, but like, it's not meant for combat. Yeah. I'm kind of picturing her like almost as a hologram. So cool. Very I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The next step after you've got that. Uh, is you you get your your derived at- attributes, uh, which are just hit points and stress, and your hit points are twice the maximum face on your fitness die. For, so for you, your your hit points are only eight, uh, and then your stress is twice your charm die. Same situation. Okay. You'll you'll have a lot of stress to play with, but not much hit points. Uh, <laughs> but again, that since since this one's going to be more of a vehicle based situation, 
your 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 avatar is probably not going to get messed up too much. Uh, I mean, you say that now. <laughs> we don't know. True, I have no idea what you guys are going to get up to. We don't know um, what you're going to be up to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, a thing to keep in mind is your, your weights, um, which are just the, your character's baggage, basically. Um, and, I they could be anything, but the, 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 like, the prompt I always give is one of them, uh, and this is for everybody, because I didn't write anybody's weights, obviously, right. uh, because it's more about your character. Okay. But one of the, the first one is, the, the prompt I give for the first one is, it's what your character, the reason your character doesn't fit in with society, the reason your character, um chose a life where they could starve to death or die or, or like get uh go to prison forever <laughs> or just get stranded out in space you know like it's a hard life that y'all leave and there's a re- lead and there's a reason you're there right. uh and it's generally that um is your first weight and your second weight is something that ties you to the group and it could be something you don't like about someone else it could be something about someone that you that that affects you in some way, but it's usually uh, something that ties you to the group or a person in the group particularly. And again, these are just suggestions. If you don't have any of those, that's fine. Uh, and also if you can't think of one in character creation, um, we, you can, you can make one up in, in the moment when it makes sense to you. Okay. Um, but we are going to have two gotcha. for, for the one shot. So the next one is my favorite, which is just a one word aesthetic. Uh, and this it has no mechanical effect other than it kind of sets the tone for for interactions with people. Uh, it's it, it doesn't even have to be true about your character. Like you, if your character is not an intim- like a, a violent person, you can still have an intimidating aesthetic. It's just that people find you intimidating. Or if you're conventionally attractive, you could write attractive there, and most people are going to be attracted to you if they experience such emotions. So uh, basically, yeah, you're you're all going to pick. One aesthetic. Does anybody have theirs? Fanciful. Fanciful. <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking about mine because the initial one that I thought of in the chat, I'd, I'd love to do that, but I, I'd get sick of myself way too fast. So, no playing Guilty Gear on repeat. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? For for my girl, I'll just go imposing. Very good. So we've got f- fuzzy. I need to write these down just in case y'all talk to people. Fanciful, <laughs> which is great. D is imposing. Yeah, I just wrote it on my sheet. So okay, uh, Kaylee or Lauren? Um, I put uncanny. Uncanny. That's very good. Uh, yeah, Charles gonna be alien. Okay, so you don't have to put alien there, but it's a good place to do it because it means that what it means in the fiction is that like uh, because you could be an alien that everybody's used to because we haven't said I haven't there's no like canon uh, situation with aliens in this in, in this game so game yet uh, so really you get to pick uh, what what people think of of uh, your specific kind of alien uh, and if you put alien as your aesthetic that means people are going to be like oh well, what the hell. Yep. <laughs> That's the plan. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, so the next one is: uh, Has everybody picked your jobs? <laughs> My yes. Job. Yes, I did. Yes. And then, uh, so let's let's walk through job abilities real quick, just so everybody understands theirs. Uh, I need to get to them. Mm-mm. So first one I've got on my list here: Enforcer. So, D, your character uh, used to work for. Um, 
a a an organization of some sort. I think you've already picked a criminal organization, right? Yes. Okay, so your your job specific ability is you can basically just always have a contact with someone from that organization mm-hmm. who will who will give you information or a, a piece of equipment. And you'll always like you don't have to roll for it anything. You can just always get it, but it increases your heat with the organization. Uh-huh. And basically the higher your heat is, the more pressure that organization is gonna put on you to do them favors. Ugh. Um, so it's a narrative, it's a narrative cost rather than a mechanical cost. Okay. Uh, quote unquote cost. I always think like, <laughs> I always get annoyed at those games that have like, oh, a drawback is you have a, a, a rival. I'm like, that's not a drawback. That means I'll get my own rival. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? That's pure protagonist stuff. Give me the rival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, I get more spy- spotlight. Oh, give me extra experience points. Um, oh no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, which special ability did you pick from Enforcer? Uh, I picked uh, Finder, because I figured that would be a good idea, you know, just in case we end up running into somebody that we may need to, um, quote-unquote, coerce information out of. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Detaining. (laughs) And something to keep in mind, if if any of your abilities... Could conceivably work in these mechs. Mm-hmm. We'll we will let them. So if you get the jump on another mech, yeah. you can just pin it <laughs> with no no roll. Sorry, no, I'm laughing. As the one thing I was thinking is like, can you just imagine just like all of a sudden like get somebody in an armbar and then you just trip somebody in a mech? <laughs> Hell yeah! Just a re- hey, other mech, you're under arrest. Trip and then oh, there goes seismic activity. What happened? <laughs> Uh, and then we'll, we'll, I'll go through the, the, we'll do the, the background questions, uh, at, at the end of all this, uh, uh, but do you have any questions about your specific job? No, no, no. Murder gal. Murder gal is good. <laughs> okay. Then we've got the Aetherge. That's me. Uh, <laughs> so your special ability is, uh, you can enter this meditative state, um, while you're in it, all attacks against you are simple actions. That means you could be in the state in your mech, but if someone shoots at you, they're going to hit you because you're not dodging. Okay. Uh, at all. Um, so, but while you're there, uh, you'll you just recover stress equal to your effectiveness die every round, uh, at, as a part of your action. Does not take uh, does not take up your whole action. So you could just be constantly recovering stress okay. in the state, and you can choose to upgrade your uh, size up your aethergy or notice while you're in this state. And it's just, it's just basically you're giving yourself over to the Aether, like letting the force flow through you, <laughs> and so forth. Um, and then you get to pick two ways you can use Aether G that don't cause you stress at all. Uh, would you like to tell us which ones you've picked? Yes. So I chose the Aether Speaks Lightning, um, which lets me attack with Aether G. Uh, the boon is weathering, and the fumble is taxing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want me to read the... Yeah, why not? Okay, so withering is the target sizes down a characteristic I choose, and taxing is I take half my current stress rounded down in damage. Mm. Um, and then what I also the... chose on wings of stardust we dance, which lets me teleport, fly, or jump to any location in sight and change engagement zones if fiction dictates. I can also use this on targets other than myself. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just teleport other people. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, uh, 
the the reason this is important is Aethergy is kind of an there's no set spells for Aethergy, um, which means it's an everything stat. And the way to balance that is every time you use Aethergy, it takes half of your stress rounded up. So there are a very limited amount of of times you can use Aethergy. So you can't just attack with Aethergy constantly or and do everything with Aethergy because then it's not fair to anybody else. So that's that's the reason why these rote spells are important and your your uh uh trance state is important is to mitigate that stress going away mm-hmm. uh also technically any of you can use aethergy uh I don't, if y'all didn't put points in it, it's always at a d4 um but just know that keep that in mind like you don't have to be an aethers to use aethergy if you don't want um it's just that they're better at it <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay um and if that's just not something at all, you can you can have your character not be able to use Aethergy, and th- that's fine if you just if you if you want that in your head or whatever. Um, okay. Do you have any questions about Aetherg or Aethergy, Lauren? Um, eh, not right now. I will ask if they come up. Okay, uh, that's not allowed. All questions have to be up front. Oh man! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, okay, so up next is the Speed Demon. All fuzzles. <laughs> Uh, so at, if you're in the if you're at the the helm of any vehicle, you you size up at speed. Period. Yep. It's you, you just make things go faster. Uh, oh, I need to update this thing because it says you can increase the speed to a d20, and you can't because d20s don't exist anymore. Bail them out. <laughs> well, either way, that won't be happening because my speeds at a my mech speeds at a six, so it's just going to be going up to a ten anyway. Yeah, uh, if you're going fast, and this is a narrative thing, yeah. uh, if you're in a speeding car running full thrust on a spaceship, you can take a breath once per round without using your action. And take a breath, so so, so any of y'all know, in combat, you can not spend your action and instead recover four uh, stress or hit points. Um, but Fuzzy can use that not as an action if if the vehicle or, or he is going fast. Uh, also, technically... Um, because this is, this is from a, uh, this, this is based on like a, a, a racer anime thing. Uh, it also means you can heal your vehicle that way. <laughs> uh, Sick. All right. <laughs> yeah. So as long as I'm going fast, I'm an unkillable God machine. Well, no, cause it's only four. <laughs> it's only, it's, it's only four every round, but yeah, it's very hard to kill you. Uh, oh, no. and, and the, the. The narrative behind that is like technically you're going so fast that like you ba- like no one can get a really good solid hit on you, right? Uh, and so even though it seems like they're hitting you, they're like nicking off p- pieces of your um, hole rather than landing anything serious. <laughs> and what special ability did you pick? I picked Redline Swagger, which is <laughs> when I'm under half uh, hit points as a person, I can roll piloting instead of sway to charm people, which is just funny to me, honestly. <laughs> and uh, when my vehicle is under half health, uh, or half its hull, rather, I get to up its power, which, yeah. in my case, will bring me from a four to a six. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, hilariously enough, Fuzzy's character is in the shittiest mech. Like the, so, the, 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 main, the only uh, characteristic uh, you have for vehicles is power, which is just like the raw power output, how well power gets to the different systems and how much power it has generally. And the way to think of it is just the quality of the vehicle. Like, it's just a cheap vehicle if it has a low power, and it's a very high-quality vehicle if it has a high power. Uh, so, <laughs> Fuzzy's in the cheapest mech. <laughs> uh, 
which is fine because he's playing the speed demon, which can make these things work for him. Mm-hmm. I'm still going uh, to be going very fast. <laughs> uh, yep. And we'll get into mechs in a second. Uh, do you have any questions about the speed demon? We're not going to do any of the, we're not going to answer all the racing questions because there aren't going to be a race in this game. I think yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm good. You're good. Okay. Uh, so finally it brings us to the, the AI, which is the, the, the fun one. Um, so, so the AI is not a, a singular thing. Uh, and even, even though you picked human form, you're technically a dual person because you, you, your, your actual core is in the ship and you could, you pilot, you pilot the, the human form remotely. Um, in your case, it's a, it's like a, a hard light hologram. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, but if any, if your, if your, um, avatar takes a hit instead of, you taking you'll take whatever damage it took to your whatever but that your 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 avatar is just taken out of the combat or or the encounter in that case until it's repaired um which is the danger of picking a human form avatar because you only got the one um uh but um it also means like uh you're always there kind of like because because you're the the big ship uh and you can communicate with everybody and you've got this human form avatar, you're not just stuck. Like, if they go somewhere the ship can't go, you're not stuck on the ship. <laughs> what job? Sway. sway. You get sway as a job skill, uh, is, your, is your new job skill for your thing. Okay. Um, boop, boop. Do you have any questions about the AI? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so now that brings us to job skills. So, uh, everybody except for Kaylee, all of your job skills are marked with the little green boxes. Um, and you get to pick four of those to make them a D6. So, so Kaylee, you'll have, I think yours will be, I think three of you. Let me look at your sheet, actually. I don't know how it looks for you. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it just says your green is one skill of choice. Uh, oh, that's not how that works. It's not one skill of choice. It's, uh, so, uh, your sway is technically green, which yeah. it is in your thing. You already did it. Okay. Yep. Uh, so you pick four of those to make a D6. Um. And throughout all this, uh, we're going to be doing vehicle stuff a lot. Uh, now, everybody who has mechs, y'all have arms. Cool. Your, your mechs have arms. Uh, and, and <laughs> like, I think, I think all of you are using those kind of weapons. So you need to think about that. Like, um, Fuzzy, you're going to need ranged weaponry. Yeah. Rather than heavy weaponry, because your, your SMGs are, are handheld. Right. Uh, and the same with... Uh, Lauren and uh, D, your weapons are swords and claws, so you need to have uh, melee weaponry yep. at some point. Um, if it's not a if it's not a job skill, don't worry about it. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, but but all of you are going to need piloting <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, and again, if that's if that's not a job skill, don't worry about it. We we there's a, a thing you can do. But yeah, you need to pick four of those to make these sixes. And the others uh, are me, D four. And the others are D four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just the green ones. Just the green ones right now, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I can go ahead and say, after that, uh, you're going to pick two of them that aren't green and make them D6s. So two non-job skills are going to be D6s too. And then the rest okay. of those are going to be D4s. So that's how you can definitely get at least your weaponry and piloting up to D6 if you need them. Okay. So melee and piloting are D6. Probably won't need stealth, right? Probably not. Okay. I, I <laughs> it depends on how like we uh so I a, a note about how I GM things I'm I'm pretty um 
collaborative. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, so I try not to plan. I try to plan as little as possible. That way I'm not forcing everybody into things. So I've got, I've got, I know what y'all's problem is going to be, but I have no idea how y'all are going to go about it. <laughs> uh, so if if you don't if no one's good at stealth, odds are y'all aren't even gonna try to sneak in somewhere. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Alright, does everybody has everybody picked their D6 skills? Yeah. Uh yeah. Mm -hmm. Believe I did. Yes. Do you gonna put a D4 in piloting? You're literally <laughs> the ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I always say that that, that so yeah, but there's supposed to be a pilot in the ship. The AI is supposed to assist. So not all AI are good at piloting. The AI is doing the best they can. <laughs> I actually love that. Yeah. Everything's gonna be in Cobo, okay? Look, she's the autopilot. You don't use the autopilot for combat. Yeah, she has to run the rest of the ship. Come on. <laughs> Oh my god! Sorry, I just imagine—I just imagine like in combat, the ship just screaming. It's like I'm doing the best I can. Okay, <laughs> do a barrel roll. I don't know how to do a ship. No, she'd do it. It would just keep going and going and going. <laughs> you pick a second non-job skill for a D6. Um. All right. I think I got it. I should have six D6s. Right. Okay. Okay. So we already did most gear uh we if it if it comes up that y'all need a, a an out of uh if i haven't given y'all a specific boon and fumble for your out of mech weapons if that comes up we can make them on the fly um unless y'all know what kind of weapon your character carries around i know like the the human form just has like stunny hands mm -hmm. my weapon is my mind you're yeah, you have energy, right? You don't need it. So fuzzy, I'm guessing fuzzy just also has a sword. Has a what? If you're, does your character also just carry a sword? Uh, not actually a sword, a cane. Oh, but a cane. it's a okay. uh, solid metal. Oh, all right, it's a, a baton, S sort of. Yeah, it's when yeah. I say fanciful, I mean like twirl the cane <laughs> a lot type of dude. Oh, Perfect. fanciful and violent. Good. <laughs> Uh, so now we're going to do a, th a new thing that, that I, I haven't had to do is we're going to do vehicle creation. Lord. <laughs> so again, I, I've done this for everybody, yeah. uh, except Kaylee, because I wanted to have as much of this done as possible. But uh, Kaylee, so you're going to pick, uh, again, you have power, weaponry, handling, and speed. Uh, the power is your what you're going to use to try to succeed at things, and then weaponry, handling, and speed are, are what are going to help you uh, determine how well you succeed at things when you do. Um, and you get to set one of those four out of D10. Okay. So again, if if you have a high power, that means you're just the things attached to you may not be the best, but you're a very solid, dependable machine. But if you have, like, a weaponry at a D10, that means you're a gunship. Like, you, you blow things out of the air. You're a, a war vehicle. Uh, handling is, like, uh, duck, dodge, d dive, weave. You know, you're, you're a very maneuverable ship. And then speed is Mac just going forward as fast as you can. <laughs> so it's, pick one of those four to have at a D10. The, the other thing to keep in mind is there's uh, two ways to increase your defense as a vehicle. One of those is to have armor, and one of those is to be evasive. Uh, and to be evasive, you have to have a handling of 10 or 12. 
So if you want if you want to be an evasive ship, you need that you have to drop that ten in handling. That's why fuzzy. That's why I put that. I in figured. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, because I figured you wouldn't be armored, and no. that would suck for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I'm putting my D10 in weaponry. Okay. Okay. So then you pick you pick the bad thing about your ship, uh, which is a D4. So handling speed or power need to be at a four. <laughs> um. Can you? I'm sorry. Can you explain power again? So uh, power is is uh, again the, just the the basic quality uh, <laughs> of your ship. Yeah, it's gonna be the D four. <laughs> <laughs> so so the the, the y'all's main ship and Fuzzy's mech are both kind of crap. <laughs> oh dear. Be that way uh, and that doesn't mean that doesn't have to mean like it's a cheap ship. It could just be very old mm-hmm. uh, or in bad repair or whatever. Like however you want to narrate what what a D four power means uh, is fine. Uh, it's a salvage ship. It's got an engine from another ship in it. It's <laughs> different. You're piloting a uh, and then, so you're <laughs> <laughs> And then your handling and speed will both be four, uh, six at that point. So hull is, for, for the other of y'all, it's thir- y- y- the base is 30 because y'all are smaller. Uh, so hull is the base minus uh, your speed, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this one would be 54 hull for the ship. And then systems is, I believe, minus weaponry. So yeah. fifty for you. So you you're because you're a big ship, a big old ship. You, you've got a lot more hull and systems than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of you, y'all's base was thirty. So it'll be y'all. That's what. That's why y'all's is what it is. Yeah. Um. And so now you all need to pick if you're armored. Uh, armor increases the difficulty to hit you by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's going to increase your piloting difficulties by one. So it's kind of a give or take. If you want piloting to be harder, uh, no, not want, but if you don't <laughs> mind your piloting being harder, you can take armored to be armored. Uh, two of you are, are, again, it's all close range. All of you are close range. Um, so uh, technically all of you could be could use that. Uh. Uh, but it's up to y'all. Um, also, fuzzy, you can pick to be evasive or not. Right. Like you can, you can, you can, you can turn that on and off, right. basically. But if you have evasive, if you are evasive, all of your weaponry checks are increased by one difficulty. Cool. It's harder to hit them because you're moving around too damn much. Right. Uh, so that you you get a choice, whereas everybody else has to pick now if they're armed. Well, you could you could also be armored, fuzzy. I'm not. I'm want. not gonna be armored. Okay. So uh, D is your mech armored? Uh, let's see. It it would make sense, but. No, I'm. I don't think so because the whole idea, at least with mine, I want to be able to move around well enough to, you know, I quickly get in, you know, fuck your shit up and leave. <laughs> right. Sounds good. Uh, and Lauren. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Awesome. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Kaylee is the ship armored? I think it makes sense for the big ship to be armored. Good news oh, is, I've got good news. I got news for exactly one of y'all. You're probably gonna survive, Kaylee. No, I can teleport. <laughs> you, you can. You can't. Okay, two of you are gonna survive, but only one vehicle. <laughs> Hey, y'all don't know my character has a death wish. You don't know this. <laughs> yeah, well, you have a mech with a sword, so probably. Dang it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm. Okay, so uh, we need to do ranges for your your weapons, Kaylee. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first one you've picked here is a swarm of nanobots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
first off, yeah, I think I think I feel like the swarm of nanobots won't have aren't very good for far range, right? You got to keep them within radio distance and stuff. Yeah, that's probably a close range weapon. Okay. Uh, explain explain your specific micro black hole projector to me. So it's obviously going to have to be a very 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 small black hole. Yeah. But basically, it the ship projects it and it fucks shit up for anyone who's close to it <laughs> which is I... why the no actually i did i didn't do friendly fire for that one oh that one's bad for the environment yeah <laughs> you think so i've got uh it's one hell of an ozone hole <clears throat> Uh, I like that. So, so the, my question for you is: Is this a weapon that you have to fire far away from yourself? Is it? This feels like it could be a long range weapon. Yeah, I think it would have to be, or okay. else you would be part of the environment that it fucks up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's. So here's the thing: you can attack outside of your range, Ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're obviously if you're using a melee weapon, that means you fucking throw your melee weapon. However, it increases the difficulty by two, so it's very hard to do. So you could shoot people at close range with this black hole projector, but it's not calibrated for that, so it's going to be a lot harder to hit them when they're close to you. You got to yeet for accuracy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jelly arms. (laughs) I I feel like this is also close. Do you want to tell us? Do you want to tell the recording what that is? Yeah. So I'm just imagining like. Like um, like legit jellyfish arms coming down, but obviously they're made out of like plasma or something, mm-hmm. and they just grab on to whatever is close and deal damage. So, uh, the the fun thing about this is, so you, you pick burn as the boon, which is uh not something. I mean, pretty much makes this a person an anti personnel weapon, mm-hmm. not an anti vehicle weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the only weapon any of y'all's vehicles have that can actually target people uh so you can try to shoot a normal like regular ass person with your vehicle weapons but it increases the difficulty by quite a bit um i think it's i think it makes it a a minimum three difficulty just like to hit something that small uh but the jelly arms don't have that problem you can just attack them normally and just really heck up a bunch of uh (laughs) just people Don't get near the ship, y'all. Our ship is so cool. <laughs> Your ship is terrifying. I'm, I'm imagining, like, the Nebuchadnezzar from The Matrix, except the lightning it shoots off of it is also the tentacles from the enemies in The Matrix. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. That's kind of what I have in my head. Hell yeah. So, I like so jelly arms are close range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this next one is obviously also close range, but I'm not. I'm gonna let you just explain to what this last weapon is. <laughs> so it's me, um, <laughs> and because I have my little my hands, but also I'm an AI, so I think she can project her her avatar out of the ship and just oh, okay. go fuck stuff up. I like that. I I thought it. I thought when you said me, I thought you're just ramming people. No, me specifically the AI. That's why. That's why gross collateral damage because you just crashed a ship into something. Uh, Is this like a 
uploading yourself as a virus into their systems or like projecting yourself into meat space oh. and punching people. I kind I- of had both in mind. Does anyone have opinions? I think they're both the, really cool. The description I was just given makes, and I have been playing a lot of Dome My Cry, so like it's very, mm-hmm. this is coloring my perception here. But I am just imagining a giant hollow fist appearing next to the ship. <laughs> And just here comes a giant fist! <laughs> oh god, like I the Monty Python of... stuff. Just like yeah. <laughs> so my AI is like Avatar looks very like sweet. Um, uh-huh. so it's basically it just looks like a ghost person projecting oh, you know, out of the ship. But then it'd be kind of cool to get just um if you you know continue like the whole uh, hollow thing just like you know projecting like other other people's mechs and just like scare the entire holy hell out of them <laughs> oh my gosh yeah just like come in like come in through like their um like their uh their hud display and it's like beep, 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 beep. it's like what's that hello ah! <laughs> <laughs> There's another game I was playing that actually one of the mechs specifically does exactly that, of it just hacks everyone else's sensors and makes it think that, like, 50 more of it exist, and they're all coming for you. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. (laughs) good. Alright, so let's, going down the list here, I I know we've already sorted out what they are, but just for everybody else's information, let's let's describe the loadout of your mechs. D, what 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 weapons is your is your mech carrying? So all of you have the head Vulcans, the little little tiny guns on your heads, uh, uh, and and they're, they're kind of a last resort weapon. Uh, but they're, they're like they do four damage, and that's it. Like you don't get to roll damage with them; they just do four damage. Works for me. Okay, uh, weapon I have a giant katana because of course, and uh, <laughs> let's see, and my um, my. Other one, just in case you know the katana doesn't work, is the close quarter combat uh, wrist laser thing. So I can just you know happily shiv away. <laughs> uh, and, and fuzzy, what are, what's your loadout? Uh, Able Red will be carrying twin SMGs and a bunch of explosive charges, so that I can. I I get the description I gave Chris was tracer, but a mech, and that's what we Whoa. came up with. <laughs> yeah. In uh, terms of ability set, I mean. <laughs> right. Uh, uh Lauren, what's 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 your mech's loadout? Um so Dracos has heat claws, um which are close range and the boon is that I can sunder, so I deal half my outcome and durability damage to a piece of equipment the target is holding or wearing. And the fumble is that they are tiny, so I have to roll damage again and take the lower of the two results. I also have Aether Drones, um, which can sneak attack for my boon. Um, So if the target didn't know I had this weapon or didn't see me coming, I double the damage on the attack or make an immediate stealth roll to hide. And gotcha is my fumble. Um, The target or target's allies get shot on my drones. I lose half my current systems to deploy more before I can use this weapon again. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, And then, of course... We've got, we've got the, the, the terror dreadnought, <laughs> yeah, which we've, we've gone into detail about. So, uh, now the last part of character creation, uh, and we might, I know we're going to skip fuzzy. We might skip other people depending on if they're important. The, the answers to the questions are important to this, this bit. Uh, so D, Yo. um, 
we got to we have to ask questions about your organization. The organization used to be in. Uh, so my que- the first question is here: Where do they generally operate? So, it, what planet or what area of a planet? And if like the if the answer is the whole solar system, that's also fine. Yeah. Um, basically, what's the scope of this uh, organization, and where do they operate? Uh, you know, honestly, I was thinking it would be it would be like the you know, like you said, the entire solar system, but they're like different, different sections, you know, like uh, different, but almost think about it like how uh, some Yakuza are. They have like, uh, yeah. you know, certain patriarchs and then, you know, under the patriarchs, there's uh, captains and families and stuff like that. So, yeah, so there are, there are different families, but it's all one organization. Right. Perfect. Uh and in what capacity do they operate? Is is it just crime, or do they they function as a military? Do they are they lo- the law somewhere? Are they political in some way? Okay. The other thing that I was uh, figuring about this is, um, uh, you know, it, the whole over, you know, the whole overarching thing is, you know, they're they're criminals, but they adjust they adjust their needs to whatever whatever needs to be done. So if there's like a a certain section on the universe that doesn't have like a set you know, a set law, you know, that's perfect for them to sweep, you know, sweep in, you know, you know, they rule whatever. So, yeah. so I'm thinking with uh, whatever I, I was in, I would be part of like a de facto crime law thing. <laughs> yeah. So wherever, wherever you specifically came from, y'all were in charge. Yes. I Period. was a, okay. um, I was a, I was a vice captain in one of the more prevalent families. Okay. Uh what is this what is this family called? Uh I actually thought about being difficult in uh you know trying trying to do it in another language, but I don't want to make people pronounce things any more than they need to. So uh <laughs> Okay, this um Thousand Demon Organization. What what is something anyone can do to get their attention good or bad? Like what what makes you ping on their radar? Like they're a huge organization. So I imagine like a lot of things they don't care about. But what's something that they will always pay attention to? Uh sure. Let's see. Uh I, that's only promise like when you ask me to do like character stuff like I have way too many ideas and you just scale this down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Like I said, since I was a, a vice captain, most most of the vice captains have uh, different, you know, like different uniforms. And um, one one part of my uniform would be one of those. Um, you ever see like those Hanya masks with the like the curved teeth and stuff like that? I have like a, yeah. a half a half mask. So if that's worn out in public, that's that's kind of like okay. Um, that's somebody. That's somebody important. Why are you know? Why are they not with their group? Kind of thing. So, okay. if the mask comes out, that means like something something messy is gonna gonna happen if I have to pull out that mask. <laughs> right. Cool. Uh, what does the greater solar system think of them? Oof. It pretty much varies uh, from person to person, but more more often than not, the people that wanna you know wanna live in peace, they're like they're necessary evil, but don't talk about them. Okay. Uh, and then why did you leave? Let's see. I left because, uh, my patriarch asked me to kill somebody that really did not go along with my very skewed moral compass. I refused. I killed him. Uh, what was the name of the person you killed and what was the name of the person you saved? 
let's see. Uh, the captain I killed, his name was Damon. D-A-M-O-N. And who did you save? Okay. Uh, person I saved, her name was Mari. M-A-R-I. Mari. Was she a part of the organization, or was she a civilian, or a politician, or a cop? Uh, somebody I care. Child? No. <laughs> No, no, I'm trying to stay away from child murder. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, you didn't murder her. You saved her. She expressly a saved did. child. <laughs> saving children's fine. Uh, saving children's fine. I don't want to put kids in danger. But no, uh, Mari is, um, in my own words, a grown-ass woman, i.e. a person a person that I loved. So I was, I was uh, going to kill gotcha. my girlfriend. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, was this just like a, a, a loyalty test or did she somehow slight Damon? Pretty much she, it was almost sort of like a kind of both. She, she was uh, part of the, part of the press and you, know, you already know how most crime organizations really don't like the press with their nasty habit of telling the truth. And Damon also found, found out that I was connected. So it was one of right. those things like, oh, well, you know, since you know her, it'll be easy for you to get rid of her. Yeah. Okay. Freaking cool. And what could make you go back to the organization? Uh, and it's at this point that I, I, I always say, n- nothing is a val- valid answer. But if there is something that could make you go back, uh, what is it? Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Okay, the only way that could, uh, they can make me uh, go back would be if... Uh, I. <sighs> You know, my character still has you know connects in the organization. If they were right. if they were threatened in some way, shape, or form, or it left me like absolutely no choice, I would have to go back. All right, so that that's all the questions for the enforcer. Mm-hmm. That's cool, Aetherge. We might not answer all of these. Um, oh no, this one's fine. Uh, so Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in the world, there's a stuff called Aethersite. You've got some of it that came with your job. Uh, and basically, Aethersite is just something you can spin durability from instead of spinning your own stress. So it's just like a, a battery, an Aethergy a- uh, battery pack, basically. Um, but it's it's very valuable stuff. A, it's very pretty. People like to use it for jewelry. Uh, B, it's it's powerful to be using these things. And, and it's hard to make. You have to have an Aetherge to be able to condense it into a crystal from just the, the these fonts that you have to find throughout the, the galaxy. Um, so that has led to at, at least one uh, organization or, or people that are called Aethersite Hunters. Uh, they could be cops. They could be pirates. They could be a, a radical sect of, of a, a religion. Who who think it's uh, a spiritual thing, uh, but there are people. There's this this organization that you've had to deal with in the past, who try to control Aethersite in some way. And so the question is, who are they? I should have come up with a name. Um, <laughs> this doesn't have to be their name right now. Okay. And, and also, you can always phone a friend. So <laughs> I'm imagining like some overarching like um, fuck. What's the word? <laughs> Um, big company. What's the name for big company? Corporation. Uh, corporation. corporation. There we go. Um, okay. A big corporation. Um, they Zaibatsu. yeah yeah <laughs> basically have like a monopoly over the uh, aether wells and like they are big on we mine it we sell it. Um, you have to have it if it's 
has to be licensed to people. So if yeah. you're going to have jewelry, like you have to come buy it from them. Right. Um, and I don't know if they like water it down when they sell it to people or <laughs> um, just like, like to know where the big chunks of it are so that they can mm -hmm. keep tabs on who's using it. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think my uh, my chunk of Aethersite is something that I've gotten off the grid, like snuck into a well or something, um, and got it myself. So condense it yourself, yeah, yeah. Are, so this that that usually answers the next question, which is, are they covert or explicit? It sounds like they're very they're pretty explicit in their activities. Yep. <laughs> uh, people know that they are the they are the uh, aethersite company yeah if you want aethersite you go get it from them and most people don't have a problem with it like you know mm -hmm. it's like a diamond right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh do they have aether users um that help it's specific i know they have to have them to, to condense it but when they are hunting down people who are using it illegally do they send out other Aether users, or do they specifically not? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they have their own, like, little Merc um, branch, because, you know, they have the monopoly on all things Aether site. So, obviously, they're the ones that are the ones that have to be contracted to go get it back from people. They do have, uh, they have a Merc company that, that uh, goes out to take the stuff back? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're the only ones licensed to use the Aether G. So that that, that was the, the question here is do they police the use of Aether G as well or just mm -hmm. the Aether site? Yeah, I think they do. Um Okay. So Like you can they're... buy licenses to do it or something. Yeah. Awesome. Uh how do they track Aether site? Do they just have uh, uh Aether sensitive people who can who can track it down using Aether G or do they have some sort of technology that helps them? Um I think it's a mixture of both. I think the Aether that they mine and condense and sell to people has some sort of tracking mechanism built into it. Um mm -hmm. but they also have Aether sensitive people who can track down illegal Aether site. I think it's a little bit harder to do it that way. Um Yeah. There's a limit to how how far you can cast your senses. Right. Okay, what is the punishment for having it? Huh. Uh, probably like prison or yeah, it's probably prison. Like we're going okay, to so, arrest you. So it's you. a, it's a, yeah, it's a crime. Yeah. They, they arrest you. Okay. They're tight with whatever government is there because they give the politicians yeah. a bunch of money. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> okay. Good old grift. <laughs> Speed demon. So I don't think there's any questions in here that you actually need to answer. I figured since we're not going to do a race. <laughs> no. uh, oh, well, the only one here, the only fun one here, uh, is who do you owe money to for your vehicle? <laughs> uh God. Um, probably some some paramilitary spook. That's who. I don't. I, I don't know much else, but that much. It's it's some kind of spook. Got me this mech. What's that? What's their name? Hello, random generator. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Lauren or, or the whole group, uh, what do we what do we want to name that company that owns Aethersite? I feel like it has to have Aether in the name, right? Mm -hmm. Corporation name generator. Could be just Aether Corp. Aether. Sure, Aether Corp. Aether Corp. Okay. Aether Whatever. <laughs> there, there are two different arms. Mm -hmm. There are people who are trying to make technology out of Aether. Yes. <laughs> 
and and with the name of your friend, or not friend, the person you owe money to, <laughs> Fuzzy. Friend in quotes. Uh, <laughs> Big air quote. Uh, wow, this generator's not. No, God, no. Polly Shore. Wow, that's worse. That's even worse. <laughs> what in God? No. Just <laughs> who wrote this generator? <laughs> And why did I bookmark it? <laughs> oh no, that's even worse. <laughs> wow. Get back to the past. Fuzzy's just drunk making I'm gonna make a good name generator on the internet. I don't... This is gonna be good. It's not <laughs> No, no, this one is not. Why am I still here? You know what? Worst comes to worst. Um when you're kinda stuck on, on general names like you can go with like nondescript um like NPC character names, you know, for lack of anything else. Like, like Mary or John. <laughs> yes, let's all go biblical here. That's uh, <laughs> 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 the Star Wars naming <laughs> convention. It's like noun verb. Noun verb. <laughs> noun verb. Yeah. Uh, I opened a book and came up with Josh Madehurst. <laughs> Those are the first two word names I saw on a page. That actually sounds pompous enough to be like paramilitary, so Yeah. Alright, now to the AI. Uh so these are uh basically mostly about like um what what AI are like in the 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 ga- the universe, galaxy, whatever. Uh the first question is are AI prevalent uh in the system or are you experimental or illegal? I think she uh is illegal. Okay, we're not going to go into the net, so I'm not going to ask you. And plus, you have a, you have a human form, so you probably just look like your human form in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do your What do your physical avatars look like? And okay, so we already know that part. But do you think of your physical avatars as a part of you or just tools? Um, I think she actually thinks of her avatar as herself mm-hmm. and her connection with the ship and everything else as tools. Okay. So she really uh, wants to be human, and well, she's not. Uh, what's a general assumption people have about AI that you don't adhere, adhere to? It kind of ties in with the next question, too. Um, uh-huh. But I think normally AI, it's assumed that they're like they're a program, and they're mm-hmm. helpful and useful. And I don't think she is helpful, and I don't think she sees herself as a program. <laughs> she sees herself as a person who is she's obstinate. a little... She's yeah, she's a little obstinate. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So that was uh, what's your relationship with the party members, and so you don't see yourself as a servant, you see yourself as a teammate. Yeah. Uh, Does the team agree, or are you all dicks? (laughs) I feel like I'm a dick to everyone, but... So that's just kind of normal. But also, that's a death ship, you gotta be nice to it. Yeah, yeah, I've gotta be kind of nice to the murder machine. (laughs) With the black Uh. hole gun. I mean, I'm also very strange, and so I think I find solace in the fact that you are also weird. So I definitely see you as a person and not the ship or a servant. Awesome. Which we'll, we'll, okay. So we'll get into, like, physical descriptions of your mechs and your characters when they appear in the show. Show. The game. The The TV show. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) the TV show. Um... But real quick, let's do let's do the introductions. Hi, my name is Dee. My pronouns are her 
and she, and I will be playing Diamanda Calder, the Enforcer. Hi, I'm Fuzzy Sinowaki. Uh, my pronouns are he or they, or whatever, really. Uh, and I'm playing Tismon Kane, the Speed Demon. Uh, my name is Kaylee, my pronouns are she, her, and I will be playing Belinda, the AI. I'm Lauren. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Trell, the, oh god, Atheurge. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our guests for playing. You can find Fuzzy, a huge nerd with a huge heart, on Mobile Suit Fandom, and on Twitter at Fuzzy Sinoaki. That's F-U-Z-Z-Y-C-Y-N-O-A-K-I. Find D playing keyboard for a band called Standard Issue Citizen at www.standardissuecitizen.com or their bandcamp, standardissuecitizen.bandcamp.com. Talk to her on Twitter at ScorchTheGround. Find Lauren, expert artist and pet hair battler, on Twitter at WingLauren, and Kaylee, seemingly sweet person, but I don't know. I don't know, I'm a little sus after meeting Belinda. I think there might be a dark core there. Find her at Kaylee Ponder. She and Lauren make games together that you can find at ponder.itch.io. A big thank you to Matt Lee for our intro and outro music. Follow him at NiceWizardMusic. Support us by following on Twitter at PlaytestPod. Download all current documents for this game at playtest.pub. And find a link to our Discord from either of those to join our creative-friendly community, where sometimes I post behind-the-scenes snippets. And remember, everyone, the world might suck sometimes, but you don't. And together, we can all vaccinate our fucking children so they don't all die from shit we eradicated decades ago. Come the fuck on. Is it, worse. it spelled like Kane the Kane or yes, Kane the Kane? Oh, we're gonna have problems already. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not made better by the fact I would like to remind you my mech is named Abel Red. It's not better. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm double <laughs> dipping, motherfucker. Uh, we're gonna fight. Right, um, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Belinda's such a sweet name for such a terrifying <laughs> Belinda the Dreadnought. <laughs> Aetherge? <laughs> Good enough. How I've do heard you it say that, every single, I, I say Aetherge. Aetherge. It's based off a of Theurge, so Aetherge is more correct, I think. Oh. Okay. Vigorous shrugging. Yes. <laughs> From the Aetherge. <laughs>